0: Golf show, Brent Gunning, Sam McKee alongside me. Oh baby, it's a major week. And you know, I'm not gonna bury the lead here. We're very excited. We're gonna share our thoughts on the PGA championship happening at wonderful Southern Hills. We got a big get today. Mike Weir could have joined us later on in the show. We actually, uh, I'll I'll pull back the curtain. We had the chat with him yesterday afternoon. Uh, It was wonderful. You are not going to want to miss this one uh, at all. So Mike, Weir coming up a little later on in the show. Uh, And as always, the golf show is brought to you by Subaru. Uh, Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Very, very happy to have the folks on Subaru on board this year. And McKee, I'm very happy that it's a major this week. We got a new course. I wasn't sure what to what to make of Southern Hills heading in. I don't know if you want to start with the course itself, if you just want to dive right into the leaderboard. I will. Uh, I'll I let like, you. Uh, I will let you be the caddy here. Where are we going? I I would like to start with a weather report, Gunner. Co- what am I doing? What am I doing? It's Saturday. I, it's you Saturday. It's
1: Saturday. Uh, lots of golf being played around the GTA, around Canada. Uh, pretty warm out there. I went out, I went outside this morning. Muggy, little muggy. So if you're going out today, maybe bring a little cold towel. Maybe bring some uh, bring some sunscreen. And it's going to be rainy this afternoon. I think maybe around five. There's going to be some thunder showers potentially. So, if you're teeing off anytime before noon, you should be fine getting your round in. But it could get a little greasy if you're getting one of those one p.m., two p.m. tee times, especially on a Saturday afternoon at a golf course. We have, we know how that goes. And uh, speaking of, speaking of golf courses, Gunnar, uh, I'd be remiss. I just got to do a quick shout out. Played Dawn Valley on Thursday or Wednesday morning. Uh, played with a couple. Unbelievable old Italian guys, Sandro and Ben. Ben was 86 years old, walked Don Valley, hitting it around there. So just wanted to give them a quick shout out before we get into the stuff because I had a really great time and I told them I would give them a shout out. So there you go, Gunner.
0: There, there you go. Uh, made, I'm a made man of my word, day. bud. Made, made their day. If you ever want a shout out, be lucky enough to get paired up with CMT <laughs> at 702 somewhere. And, uh, and, there, and there it is. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all it takes. Uh, I do want to talk about the course a little bit. Southern Hills, a newbie, you know, we knew they had been here back in 2007. I wasn't really sure what to make of it at all. I love the way this place looks. You know, you were hearing a lot coming into it of, "Eh, it's a little Augusta-ish in terms of the big sweeping fairways and the green complexes, and I definitely see a little bit of those bones there, but... I just I, I love the way it looks visually. I love the tested ass of the guys. I love all of the trouble that's between I know it doesn't factor in for them that there's like 15 bunkers between where they're trying to land it and and where they're starting, but for me it would be, you know, causing havoc for me. So I I am thrilled to see Southern Hills. I hope it becomes part of the loop. I uh, I'm not saying get it back here, you know, every other year or anything like that, but please please don't lose this from the rotation. I'd love to be back here in three or four years. I couldn't agree more, Gunner. I love watching it. I love that style of course.
1: I love the Poana Greens. I love that clock sort of clubhouse thing. It's just such a great low it's just it's such a great logo. It's very aesthetically pleasing. The eighteenth hole is an absolute bastard if i do say so it is, it is just at like the landing did you see yesterday uh, i was loving watching joaquin neiman play that kid's got some sick game flights at low good in the wind and he hit Good a, buddy
0: of Vito of Pereira, who's in second yeah, place. Yeah, who so I found out, shout it, out... To both who, of them. Who I
1: found out existed yesterday. Yeah, so Joaquin <laughs> Neiman hit this beautiful drive, what looked to be right down the middle. And it takes this wild kick off the downslope. And it's like, it was down the middle, and it was centimeters from going into the drink. And I, th- I think there was someone before him that actually did go in the drink. I think it was maybe Morikawa. Anyways, it's just a really, really tough, tough... Uh, 18th hole, and at Major Championship Golf, you really want the 18th to be like that, and we had a few texts going around uh, with some of our golf friends, and a little bit of Hamilton, a little bit of Hamilton-esque, the 18th there with the the water, the amphitheater up the hill. It's very, 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 very nice 18th. So I've uh, I've been impressed with it. I like the drivable par four. Although they haven't done it drivable yet because they're terrified of pace of play, and I doubt they'll do it today because it got pushed back. Right, so maybe yeah. Sunday drivable. We'll see. But no, I'm with you, Gunner. I love Southern Hills.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. And honestly, that's maybe been the biggest surprise. So, I uh, the the two things I heard were everything I said at the beginning there about the undulation and how it's a little similar to Augusta. But the other thing was, oh man, pace of play is going to be absolutely atrocious out here cuz they show mm. the they've showed the overhead shot on the broadcast two or three times now where it is you just have tee shots going over multiple greens and you that's have greens that are right next to other tee boxes. Good. It's not but they've somehow managed to keep things moving relatively smoothly there. Because let's be honest, you know, uh, if we know one thing about PGA Tour players, if they're not happy with the setup, they'll let you know. Especially, here's the thing, this isn't the USGA that they don't want to be upset with or the Royal and Ancient, this is just the PGA of America. Like, they would gladly take a sledgehammer to these guys if they uh, weren't happy about the setup. So, uh, clearly, that that's not the case, and I, I love it. Uh, we we got to talk about some of the guys uh, in the mix here now. I don't know if you want to talk about the most, awe-inspiring story or the guy leading it. Uh, we could start Tiger. We could go Willie Z. I don't know if you want to go elsewhere. Uh, what's uh, what's peaking your interest here? But let's do Willie Z because he is leading it. and um,
1: I'll let you get in here, but I don't know. I, the kid is a beanstalk out there. The way he hits the ball is truly breathtaking, but then he gets on the greens and that stroke is a different kind of breathtaking. I, <laughs> I want to believe That this is going to hold up and he's going to be able to to keep it going. But the combination, look, I know he's this sort of cool cerebral kid that doesn't get phased. And, you know, he was in his first Masters and he was tied for the lead or fighting for the lead on Sunday. I don't want to say that he's going to, you know, melt down because it's not a very nice thing to say. But, man, I don't know. If the putting is like this, this kid'll never lose. So I have a tough time believing it's going to hold up through all four rounds and he's got some great guys chasing him. So I don't have really high hopes for the leader of the PGA Championship, but boy, he's
0: looked great through two days gunner Yeah, he he has, but here's the here's the other thing about it. He's never done it before. He's never won a tournament. Like he's won on the Corn Ferry. He'd never won before. Yeah. You have to like and the putting stroke—it's really weird because we all look at it and we all say the thing. I—I I keep forgetting who it is, but it's the best. It's the best the analysis of all time. It looks like he's signing his name with the <laughs> putting stroke. We've all seen, like we all see it. But here's the thing—he can't—he can't miss right now. Like he is rolling in absolutely everything. But the problem is—is is are you—are you able to build up enough confidence and muscle memory and all that this week that when we get to the 70, 70th hole or the seventy-second hole and you've got. You know, we, we can we can decide who it'll be poking around there, but it's Bubba Watson or it's Rory McElroy or Cam Smith or somebody Justin of Thomas. note. Justin Thomas, hot on his heels, and you got to make a big putt. Can you do it? And it's just. I have a hard time believing a guy's ever going to do it until he did it. It was the same thing I thought about Morikawa until he started stamping out wins and then he went on a run of them. So that's where I'm at with Zal Torres. I think he's going to be right there in the mix. The ball striking is going to be more than good enough to keep him in contention, but it just feels like, can you can you stone up and make those big putts on Sunday? And it's just, hey, I'll gladly be wrong. I was saying the exact same thing about Scheffler, so who knows? But the difference with Scheffler is at least he done it on tour a, a handful of times. We're still yeah. waiting for Zaltorres to do that. So I, I don't expect him to – this isn't going to be a guy who comes out today and shoots 78 and just ejects himself from the tournament. No. I firmly expect him to be in the – last or second last pair when, when we're starting things up tomorrow but it's just how does it go tomorrow that's what it all comes down to for me
1: yeah couldn't agree more gunner and we'll see i mean he's 66 65 through two days he got the good side of the draw right he got the, fir- the yep. early morning thursday the afternoon friday which makes justin thomas's six under that might as well be 13 under the way Honestly. that he the, the conditions he played yesterday and i don't know if we're going to get into him now but the uh, what he shot yeah, 67 yesterday right yeah back to back he shot 67, 67 yesterday that 67 yesterday i like you can talk about world class and you then you can talk about that the shots he was hitting and he he talked about after the the round when he was doing his post round interview he's like yeah me and bones we we had a conversation it's like just got to find fairways and greens and see what happens yeah, the wind was blowing a hundred miles an hour. Like he, he, he's talking like that's an easy thing to do. The, they were they kept saying it. You know what they really love saying on the broadcast? These flags are just starched right now. Starched. <laughs> I mean, I heard that a hundred times. Oh, they're starched. But he, uh, I was just blown away by him. And there's few guys that make it look sexier than J, JT does when he's on. And boy, oh boy, was he on yesterday. Every facet of the game. I went on the morning show. We were on. Thursday, I think it was, we were talking about picks for it. And I picked JT because he's top 20 and he's top 20 scrambling top 20 driving, uh, in driving distance. I think he's number one on tour in one putt percentage. He's got the whole total package for championship golf and he's showing it off so far. I think he's a big time danger man heading into the weekend gunner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there was a great little video. I was well, as a PGA championship themselves that put it out And this is exactly the type of strategy you have to have when you're playing in the conditions. He was talking with Bones, and it was, okay, there's a bunker in the landing area, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to aim for the, I think it was the right edge of the bunker. And if I hit it exactly the way I want to, I end up in the bunker, I'm okay with that. But if I get a little lucky and the wind takes it a bit, then I can scoop by and I'm on the green. And that's exactly what happened. And it's just understanding the, not the mentality of what do I have to do here to hit a spectacular shot, but what is the, the safe shot i can hit that gives me a chance for something spectacular to happen and then the other part of this too is if the wind's gonna be up and we know there's thunderstorms expected today so who knows what that'll do to the weather this is a guy who can hit any shot he needs you know we mentioned joaquin neiman earlier this guy hits it about an inch off the air every single time yeah i i love it too and you're muted though so i can see you saying uh, you love it but no one oh, else is here love it saying. oh i love his yeah. game one of yeah. my favorite guys on tour but the thing about JT is, it's that on steroids. If he needs the high swooping draws or fades, got him. If he needs to sling it low, got it. If he needs to just hit the Tiger S Stinger, who do you think taught him? It was Tiger. Like it's just <laughs> that's the part that I love about JT in conditions like this. But you know, this isn't obviously the Zaltoris thing because Justin Thomas has won a bunch of times, and he's won a major. But this has been a guy who's really. He's just kind of taken himself out of contention in majors lately. It's been a little Rory-esque almost, quite honestly, mm-hmm. in terms of having big weekends after rough, rough starts. So yep. I'm not curious to see if he can follow it up. I don't expect anything less, but it's just it's really nice to see Thomas kind of putting himself in a position that his big weekend that he always seems to have is actually going to matter. You know, I I know he's not the betting favorite because he's not in the lead. Zalatoris is uh, three ahead of him here, but I don't know. I don't know how you can look at anybody other than JT as as the guy to watch kind of kind of this weekend. Let me just say I'm feeling very happy having a piece of JT at 18 to 1
1: heading into this weekend cuz I was so impressed with cuz if he plays that round that he played yesterday in somewhat normal golfing conditions, he'll be shooting in the 65 range today. Listen, like that that was the equivalent of Bubba Watson's 63 yesterday, basically. Like yeah. him shooting 67 in that wind is just incredible. So uh, love watching JT yesterday and got the best dressed guy on tour. That so shirt good. he had on yesterday. I don't even know what it was. It was like maybe like some waves kind yeah, of like a, went maybe the... like an Asian sort of inspired wave mm. kind of thing. It was beautiful. I was very impressed with the outfit. So I'm a big outfit guy on tour. So I just wanted to mention that.
0: Well, here's the here's maybe the most that we always talk about consistency. This guy got dumped by his clothing sponsor and didn't miss a beat in terms of in yeah. terms of fits and how he looks. It's it's honestly uh, it's a testament to him. Uh, so well done so, by him. And hey, we'll give a little plug. So he he doesn't dress himself, years. though, does he? No, no. Like they have a they have a style. Of, but here's the thing. It's like they have other guys on tour who don't look that good. Like our boy, our, uh, our South African hunk, Eric Van Ruyen with the sick mustache. Like he's got the joggers going. It's a different look, right? But it's the same. It's, it's, but they're both dressed by Grayson and they both, uh, both do it different ways. So, I mean, you know, they obviously have their stuff. They want a pub, but he's not going to wear something if he doesn't like it. Uh, this isn't, this isn't other guys, uh, maybe, maybe guys named Jordan who just say, Hey, here's the lime green polo. Go put it on. Look like a 12 year old boy oh my god speed under we, we, we won't what, no, see i was okay. i was good i didn't say the whole thing you did uh, we'll uh, it. Okay. okay before we before we get to tiger because we have to talk about uh mm. the gutsiest champion that ever champion oh, making a cut uh making me feel like an idiot again yeah hey look we'd all love to be wrong it's fine tigers in the in uh, playing yeah. on the weekend and you're wrong we'll, we'll all take it rory I said it with j t It was a guy who'd shot himself out of tournaments to begin with Rory's been the poster boy for that could not follow up the amazing round, but he's right there he's in the mix i'm frustrated i didn't I didn't expect him to go out and do sixty five again or anything like that, but I would have loved him to just scratch one or two under par just kind of keep keep himself climbing up that leaderboard i think the fact that he kept everything on the rails it's good for rory i expect him to have a relatively strong day today but it felt to me like the world where rory was going to win this tournament was he was going to be five shots clear of everybody entering the weekend after just stomping them and i don't know that the recipe is he is now five shots better than everyone over the next two days or whatever he needs to be
1: yeah, yesterday wasn't great for Rory. Like you said, kind of a grindy day. 71. A uh, lot of pars, a couple bogeys, and one birdie. But I, listen, for Rory, we, we always talk about him having a tough time putting a couple rounds in a row together. If him shooting a 65, he was just brilliant on thursday and that's the that's the enticing rory where it's like oh my god there's no one better in the world when he plays like this it's just the driving is just it's ridiculous but he didn't shoot himself out of it yesterday gunner and there's opportunities for him to kind of lose it and for him to kind of blow up and he didn't do it i i still think he's right in this you go out there today and you get to you know minus eight Minus 9, you shoot a 66, shoot a 67. Get yourself right in there. I I, th- I, still think he's in this tournament. Get yourself in one of the last two pairs heading into Sunday. I, I'm happy to see him on the leaderboard. Golf's better when he's good. So I'm, I'm not as you know, skeptical as you. This is a major championship. It's set up hard. Just because Willie Z went out there and went nuclear and Mito Pereira went out there and went nuclear doesn't mean... Not everybody did. So I, I really think that he's still right in this and I'm still rooting for your boy there, Connor. I think he's uh I think he's got a chance to take this home. Just needs to have a good day today. Moving day? That's why they call it moving day, buddy. I'm trying to cheer you up. Is this helping?
0: it is a little it is a little let's Good. Uh, let's take let's take a look at that that scoreboard uh or the leaderboard right now pj championship update presented by your local ontario subaru dealers welcome to uncommon performance in a subaru with legendary symmetrical full time all wheel drive as you mentioned it's Torres. he has a one shot lead on mito pereira as you really like to lean into the uh, the pronunciation mito pereira. there and I, I love you for it uh he he is one back They're off in the uh, in the final pairing uh, of the day that's 250 justin thomas Bubba Watson, uh, they are the second to last pairing. Bubba setting or tying a PGA Championship record with a 63 yesterday. Uh, quite, quite the round from Bubba. Uh, we can we can end the update there. Let me ask you this: What was more surprising to you, Bubba Watson 63 or John Daly having a share of the tournament lead early <laughs> early Thursday morning? Uh, which was more uh, more surprising <laughs> to you? Uh, I gotta go, Daly. Jesus, I love I I, I love. <laughs> daily but god man he's looking
1: rough gunner holy like i know like it's almost hold on
0: it's almost like his diet consists of hooters and cigarettes i I, mean like i love the guy honestly but like come on
1: yeah, it's just it's a little bit tough to watch. But yeah, he shot a seventy-two on Thursday, had the tournament lead. There was one where he rolled it in and he didn't think it was going in, and he did like the accidental Kevin Na. He was pissed off walking after it, and it fell in the hole. And I I think it was Colt. No, one of the guys that broadcast are like, "Of course." He's like, he didn't think that was going in. He's like, well, he this isn't Kevin Na out here, folks. He didn't think that was going in. So uh, I enjoyed watching that. But yeah, Bubba Watson. I mean, this guy's got such my dream game and you know we've always talked about Mm -hmm. it when we whenever we play golf i would like the way that the way that bubba watson plays golf is the way that i aspire to play golf i absolutely love the herky jerky the big hooks the big fades everything he's got every shot in the bag he's self-taught he's not an overthinker big fan of bubba watson's game maybe not the biggest fan of bubba watson the guy but uh love his game and uh 63 Tied Jason Duffner, right? There's a few other guys that shot 63. And I'll always remember, forget where that PGA Championship was, that he had a putt, maybe a 10-footer, for the all-time PGA Championship record uh, with a 62. And I think he left the putt two feet short. I'll never forget it. It's like, come on, man. You got the chance to – he was way up on the field. Are you furiously Googling where that tournament was? But
0: That's exactly what I was doing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I could see the, I, in your little screen there, I could see the, the the Google in your glasses. So anyways, yeah, Duffner.
0: He, he uh, should have hit that. Uh, the 2013 PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club in Pittsburgh, oh, New York. There you go. Uh, One by Jason Duffner, another of our faves. You know, just a guy we don't get to talk about too much. Here's the other thing I'll say about Bubba. Because we haven't been oversaturated, it was great to see him. You know what it was like? It's like, I. I this goes back to like my college days. And we had the buddy, who's not really your buddy, but he's like a buddy of the group. And you just get way too rowdy. And when you see him once every six weeks, you're like, oh, look at this guy. And you're all fired <laughs> up. But when he's <laughs> there, you live every, Exactly. It's a lot. <laughs> so Bubba, he's gone away. I haven't had him rammed down my throat, for lack of a better term, like Ricky Fowler has been. So I just have oh. to say, a little absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I was actually very happy to see Bubba uh, play so well yesterday. We, okay, we've been good. We didn't, Let's do the we cat. did not, we didn't make it the lead of the show. What a gutsy performance by Tiger. And I can hear, I can hear the eyeballs rolling from all the non-Tiger guys. Of, oh, so he made the cut. Congrats. Am I supposed to be proud? Yes. The guy almost died. He almost had to have his leg cut off, okay? It was like 18 to 20 months ago that we were talking about this, and this guy just outlasted world number one Scotty Scheffler at a major, gutting it out, grinding, big putts down the stretch. Give me some Tiger Woods. It's not a championship. It is not a green jacket, and we're not going to make it out to be one, but that is a man just get it, gritting and grinding through everything he has, and I love to see it. Uh, couldn't agree
1: more, Gunner. The thing that I my biggest complaint has been over the past I don't know however many tournaments we watch. I guess the Masters. the sh- the coverage The coverage is a big part of how I feel about Tiger because you know everybody who listens to this show knows I'm a diehard Tiger fan. I love Tiger, but the amount they were showing him at the Masters was just egregious. It was just too much. It was just far too much for a guy that was out of contention. I know he's Tiger Woods. I know he's a huge story. But I really felt like the broadcast was treating him like a normal player this this time. I felt like he wasn't shown quite as much. Listen, they're still going to show Tiger Woods shots, but we don't we're not seeing him on the range. We're not seeing him every like it's. I really do feel as though they treated him a little differently, and I wonder if that's like a sort of. A conversation, like a meeting they have amongst the big wigs at ESPN, like how are we going to do with Tiger this weekend? How much are we going to show him? This sort of thing. I, I I really was appreciative of how they did it. And just to go back to his round, for him to double 11, and he's outside the cut line at that point, mm-hmm. he's plus five at that point, and then to gut it out, go two under down, down the stretch, you know, with a par on 18, which is such a hard hole. Birdie's 13, Birdie's 16. The guy... I, I don't I'm out of superlatives I went on the morning show said I had a horrible feeling about him didn't think he was going to make the cut and here he is man again at another major championship look at the guys who didn't make the cut like great players didn't make the cut and he's just he's in there again it's unbelievable Gunnar I, I don't have anything left I've got no superlatives left he's just he's a freak of nature there's no other yep. way to say it an absolute cut.
0: beast Tiger made the cut, Scheffler didn't, DJ didn't, Cantley didn't. Like there's other yeah. big boys as well, but those are those are kind of the three highlight guys that he outlasted the and you know the, here's the, the other thing about it, it's it's so counterintuitive, but I honestly to your point about do they have a meeting about this? I think the problem is is we always complain about it with the Masters, there's not enough of it on TV. And the other part it's of true. it is is that at, people who don't watch golf watch the Masters. People who don't this watch is a great golf point might watch the final round of the PGA Championship, but if you are glued in and watching golf on a Thursday morning at nine thirty, you want to see golf shots. And yes, you want to see Tiger Woods. You want to know what's going on in his round, but you want to see what's happening with Mito Pereira, or you want Mito to see if my Pereira. if my guy Abe Anser is making a charge here. I was I was one major great. late on him. I know I was a major late on him. I was so big heading into Augusta, uh, but or early. But th- but this is the fact. So, for the Masters, they're like, look, it's casuals, which makes no sense because guess who else loves the Masters? The diest of diehards love the Masters. Mm. But it's like, it's for the casuals. We have to get as much Tiger as humanly possible. 9.30 on a Thursday morning, these guys want to watch some golf. I think that's what it is.
1: So, two quick things before we go to break, before we get to an awesome interview with Mike Weir. The first thing, I, this is always, every year, it's an annual tradition – the postmaster shock <laughs> of just golf shots being on all day, where I'm like, oh, oh, that's allowed? You can just start the coverage at 8 a.m. and go to 7 p.m.? I can just watch golf literally all day? What a concept. And secondly, the world number one, Scotty Scheffler, missed the cut. I understand that. Didn't have a great two days. But can we all just have a moment to talk about his 308-yard three-wood that he yes. hit to seven feet and eagled it? <laughs> That is just – that is one of the most sickening golf shots I've ever seen. The power, the grace, the contact, the landing, everything. Steel jaw. No, is it square jaw, steel stomach? Square jaw,
0: steel stomach.
1: (laughs) He's just – that golf shot, I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched it, gunner. So just wanted to get those two
0: quick things in there before we get to Weirzy. And I'll, I'll add one more th- quick thing before we get to where yeah. it was, If And this is a joke I stole off Twitter. So again, good job with you, whoever came up with it. If Wills Altores wins this weekend, he will become the first player lighter than the Wanamaker Trophy. <laughs> uh, if he is able to actually actually lift it there. All right. Uh, That's I can, great. I can feel the steam coming off your body talking about that Scheffler shot. So why don't you Oof. take a cold shower before we talk to Mike Weir and uh, we will have a Canadian golf legend, Masters champ, eight-time winner on tour, Mike Weir joins us next here on The Golf Show. And as always, The Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full time all-wheel drive mike weir is next on the golf show on sportsnet five nine of the fan welcome back to the golf show brent gunning sam mckee here it's a major weekend and we went and got ourselves a major winner yes of course we're very very happy to be joined today by 2003 masters champ eight-time winner on the pga tour and he's got a new business venture we're going to talk to him about weir beer creator mike weir joins us now mike how you doing today
2: hey morning fellas
0: fired up to have you on uh we we want to uh we want to make sure we uh we pub your new brew that you've got you know uh we are guys who have been known to you know once or twice have a have a pop while we're out there on the course i might know my way around one maybe you might you might uh tell tell us about weird beer when can people find it what uh got you started and wanting to uh to do this uh this new project of yours
2: Well, I'll join you. I I enjoy one uh, myself. Not too much on the course these days, but definitely after the round. Um, uh, You know, it it started, uh, I met Ed with uh, Sean and Ed's Brewery years ago in the wine industry, and, you know, the the project kind of presented itself, and I thought, yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, I I love having a lager, you know, kind of as I've gotten a little older, and, um, you know, a heavier beer doesn't sit too well with me, (laughs) excuse me, and, um, you know, so... Uh, Ed suggested, you know, let's let's try a nice lager, you know, kind of in the, uh, you know, low-cal, low-carb model. Um, and, you know, it just came out great. You know, their their attention to detail and quality and, uh, you know, really sat well with me and, and kind of gelled. And, you know, it created a great beer. And, you know, I've, I finally got my hands on some here in Utah. They, they sent me some here in Utah. Um, had a bunch of friends and family trying it. Uh, myself, when I was up there a couple of months ago. And we're doing a little, our official launch, I guess, this Saturday at their brewery. And um, I'm going to be there for a few hours on uh, Saturday night.
1: Love to hear that. So you kind of alluded to it there, my question, in that you're a big beer guy now. Uh, you you prefer the post-round beer to the mid-round beer, I guess you said?
2: He's yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a – you know, I, the odd time I'll have some beer on the course. Um, the week after the Canadian Open, we're doing a little uh, family trip um, – for my mother's 80th birthday where all our family get together. So I'm sure we'll play golf with my dad and my brothers and, you know, that kind of round I'll, uh, I'll have one or two while I'm playing, but usually after the round, I, I, for me, when I have a couple, you know, you, you lose your balance a little bit and, uh, you know, you don't my call my it swing oil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The swing oil, you know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't work great for me on the course, but definitely after the round.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like any, uh, any oil for hinges, right? Sometimes things get a little too loose. You know, you want it to be a little <laughs> lubricated, but not, uh, not, not too exactly. too much. We we do have some actual exactly. golf questions for you, but we're walking down this road. You know, we hear you have a wonderful birthday celebration coming up and it got me, it got me thinking, you know, president's cup is coming up. You are one of the, uh, mm-hmm. vice assistant. I can never remember the proper terminology. One of the assistant captains yep. there, uh, with, with Immelman yep. and co. And, you know, I, I follow the international team on Instagram. It seems like you guys are having these amazing dinners all throughout the year at different stops and you know we always with the Ryder Cup we always hear about the Americans and the team room and the unity and we know Mm -hmm. the Euros have that in spades I don't think we give the international group enough credit for how much there is it really does seem like a brotherhood going on and I can only imagine how Difficult that is when you know it's not Europe. You don't have that one continent tying you together. It's guys from all over the place, and it feels like you guys are really kind of going out of your way to foster that unity ahead of it.
2: Yeah, and that, that's a great point, and that and that's a true statement that you know we we're a bunch of guys from around the world. We're not from you know one continent like Europe, where the guys are playing a lot together and and know each other a little bit better. They grew up playing junior golf and um, and things like that. We're we're from all over the world, um, our international team. So. To to you know forge that bond and make it a little bit stronger, you know Ernie started with that uh, ahead of uh, Australia in 2019. We we had more team dinners, more get-togethers, so guys felt comfortable with each other. And Trevor's kept that going. And um, now you can tell that the guys it's it's really high on their priority list to make the team. And and I think guys that have made the team realize how special it is. I certainly do. I mean, uh, you know, some of my fondest memories in, in golf for me are. Uh, uh, on and around the Presidents Cup, not only on the course, but just you know, getting to know the guys and their families and the fun times we had at dinners uh, during and, and around the tournament. So, um, I think guys are really buying in. Uh, Trevor's doing a great job, and I think you know, hopefully, hopefully the guys here, the Canadian guys, can play well. You know, the points are you know, 25% higher starting this week at the PGA, so you can earn earn more points and move up the ranks. The better you play here the next couple of months, so. Um, you know, for Corey and Adam and, uh, McKenzie, if they can, you know, really step up here, they'll, they'll have a great chance to make the team.
0: So, uh, you know, you mentioned the Canadian contingent there. We're going to have one here in, in 2024, all of those things you were saying about camaraderie and, and fo- fostering it, those sounds like words of a captain. Do you want to break any news here, Mike? Are you pushing <laughs> for that captaincy role in 2024? I mean, look, you're you're an amazing figure in this game, and it feels like I, I don't need to sell you on it. I know, but, man, what a story it would be if uh, if you're the man uh, with, with the reins in uh, 2024. I don't know if that's something that's on your radar. It's something you've thought about, but I can't have you on here talking about the President's Cup and not ask you about it.
2: Yeah, for sure, it's it's definitely on the radar. I mean, it, it would be you know uh, a real honor to to be the captain. Um, as I said earlier, you know, I mean, Presidents Cup's been a huge part of my career. It's uh, it's boosted my career in a lot of ways. Um, you know, when I first was on the PGA Tour, when I made my first team, um, you know, I played very well right after after playing on the Presidents Cup. You know, I, I played very well right after that. I, I think when I won match against Tiger in Montreal in 2007 I think I won two or three weeks later in uh, in Arizona um, so you know it, it spurred me on a lot um, and you know I've always been very passionate about it you know and I think it comes from you know growing up in Ontario and playing hockey and being part of team sports and um, you know golf such an individual game and you're 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 so selfish to a degree and and focused on your on your own game so to be on a team with 11 other guys and to you know, care about them a little bit more and what they're doing and, and being part of something a little bit bigger than just yourself has always been, uh, you know, I've always cherished that. So, you know, if I if I did get the nod in Montreal, it'd be, uh, it'd be a real honour for sure. So,
1: so Mike, you mentioned all the, the Canadians on tour there and you, you brought up Corey and you brought up uh, Mackenzie. But I, I got to ask you, how much pride does it bring you to see not only those guys, but sort of the second level underneath it? And you look over on the women's side with Brooke and... Mm-hmm. I I can't help but wonder, do you You did it, Mike. do
0: you Take credit. Yeah, you did like, this. Do you,
1: do you take any credit uh, for inspiring this generation of golfers because listen, I'm a I'm a Canadian kid who grew up in the time that you were playing and you were a big I was a lefty too, and I you had a big impact on me and I can only imagine these these uh women and men that you've inspired. Like do you feel like you take some credit for it?
2: I mean, I don't look at it that way. I don't like to I don't like that's just not in me to take credit for that i mean I, I i hope that i inspired people i mean i i remember when i i gave my speech right after i won um on the lawn right by the 18th green at augusta and that's kind of what i said i hope you know this this spurs on canadian golf i hope there's more and more masters champions and uh you know Dinah Shore champions and uh, on the women's side and, and made u.s open champions uh, going forward um but you know it's great to hear when uh you know Guys like Graham DeLette and guys that said that, you know, when I won, it just it motivated them more to, to know that. And I think the guys that have, have played with me over the years, they're like, you know, listen, I don't do anything special. You know, my game's always been around discipline and, and playing smart and 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 hard work. And, um, you know, I, I think I was, I'm was i a pretty good athlete, but I think, it you know, it, hard work and perseverance were a big part of my game. And I think, you know, some of the younger guys thought, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. And, and, and it's true. You, you can. You put your mind to something and you, you believe in it and you battle through adversities and setbacks and, and keep pushing forward. You know, you never know where you're going to end up at the end if you keep uh, kind of the dream alive in your mind.
0: Yeah. that, that's exactly it. And, you know, just, just speaking to the Canadian contingent, I know it's, it's become one of my favorite traditions of, of master's week every year is seeing you on the bridge in a man corner with whoever it is that that's filling out the foursome that year, mm-hmm. you know, Hughes and Connor this year had one in the past. I, I can't tell you, you know, I I'm, I'm like all golf fans. I'm sitting here texting my buddies around that week and that picture goes flying around. Cause we're just so happy. And I, uh, I can hear it in your voice. It's, it's a point of pride uh, for, for you, as well. You know, something you no that was a big that was a big part of your playing career early on and has kind of taken on a new life in, in the age we're in now, you know, you were a big part of those skins games and playing in them. Mm. And now the iteration mm-hmm. we kind of see of those is the match in these kind of one verse one or two verse two and you throw in a celebrity component. You know, what do you make of the idea that that's the way that, that that's the kind of evolution of the skins games that you guys had? Because you know, I mean, there's so many fun moments from from the ones you played into to now and it's just mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how it's it's kind of the same feel but obviously very different
2: yeah that's a great point i i hadn't thought of it that way i guess it has kind of morphed over to uh you know the the various athletes from different sports you know it seems like we got a lot of the football guys doing it now but um you know golf seems to be you know has this real popularity right now uh, you know across the board and you're seeing this uh little surge in golf so um you know all all the different athletes and all the different sports posting about how much they love golf of course we know the hockey guys love their golf too so you know who knows down the road i'd love to do something with uh, some of the hockey guys um we've talked about it and doing something to uh, to bring that to canada which would be uh, i think really fun so um it has kind of morphed a little bit from just golfers to uh, other athletes
0: well, I, I like to joke that your favorite athlete's favorite sport, and I don't mean you, but all of us, like your favorite athlete's favorite sport is probably golf. And you mentioned how much all the, all the NHL guys love it. Mike, you've just led me. I don't yeah. get to talk about this ever. But I'm going to tell it to you because you actually have some sway in the world. And maybe you can make this happen. My dream piece of content is basically a major for the NHL Players Association. You can be like our czar, our master of ceremonies for it. We get the TV (laughs) crews out. The guys are mic'd up. You know they're competitive. Mike, I'm just going to, you don't have to answer or do anything with that. But you can have that idea. That can be yours. You go right ahead and take it. (laughs) Because if anybody can get it going, it's you, Mike.
2: There'd be some great trash-talking, too. and You know, as golfers, we don't really trash-talk each other, on, but the, the hockey guys, you know, they'd be giving it to each other really well, so that'd be fun to hear.
1: So I'm really enjoying watching uh, the PGA Championship this weekend at Southern Hills. I believe you played there in 2007. Maybe not the best result, but uh, what do you remember most about that course? I, I don't feel as familiar with it as I do with a lot of the other stops on the tour in terms of the P- in terms of the major sort of rotation, but I've been really enjoying mm-hmm. it. What do you remember most about that course, Mike?
2: Well, it's changed quite a bit from 2007. Actually, we played our senior PGA there last year. Oh, there we, you go. we had the, <clears throat> um, which I played much better than 2007. I had a good <laughs> chance to win there last year, and and the course played quite different. They 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 kind of had a, 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 one cut across the whole fairway. There was really no rough. It was just kind of lots of runoff areas around the greens, and I didn't get a chance to watch uh, on TV yesterday, but I'm going to watch a little bit today. I'm assuming they've kind of kept the same thing. It's almost like the fairways off, off the green, it kind of rolls into mm-hmm. um, even the next tee box. It's like one cut everywhere, and the greens are very fast and difficult. A uh, lot of slope on the greens, and I, I was reading this morning that the winds are going to be strong, so they the greens will be a little bit slower today. I don't think they'll cut and mow them today because of the, how much slope there is on them. But it's just demanding. It's demanding off the tee. It's a long golf course, very good par threes. It's just it's a really, you know, no let up, type golf course and uh, the 18th hole is, you know, very, very difficult, very difficult greens, especially you'll see guys, if they get it above the hole, um, you know, really tough to two putt from above the hole, try to uh, keep your, keep your first putt, you know, within four or five feet of the hole. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, Rory got off to a great start and, you know, good to see Tiger out there. Hopefully he can kind of battle through a little bit today and, and make the cut and uh, hopefully our Canadian guys play well today and, and get in the mix a little bit. So yeah, I'm interested to watch too. So
1: you mentioned the you mentioned the the senior tour there and your, your Transition over to that. I, I got to ask you what was the most surprising thing to you when you started playing on the uh, on the champions tour?
2: I would say still how um, Competitive the guys are how how low they shoot um, now the courses are a little bit shorter than the regular tour and and in three rounds you know you see guys shooting you know 17 to 20 under um every week out there so you know if you shoot one or two under the first day boy you have a lot of catching up to do just in two days so you have to get off to a good start and um, we're in a stretch of events now that there are four round tournaments we're playing our senior pga in michigan next week which is four rounder and then we have our uh, u.s senior open we have um the british open and we have a our senior players, which is at Firestone, which are all four around uh, round events, So they're a little bit more normal and you have a little bit more time to kind of play your way into the events, mm. but guys shoot low scores. What I tell people is that the, the skill level is still as high as the PGA tour as far as bunker shots and putting and wedge game. But, you know, the power is the big difference. You know, mm. the guys, the, the guys in the regular tour hit it, hit it so much further than the guys on the champions tour. But, um, even that's changing a little bit more and more guys are uh hitting a lot further working on their speed and so i had been told in my late 40s as i got to the champions tour it's great you play your practice rounds no one's out there guys have drinks after and that's really not the case <laughs> guys guys are grinding guys are grinding hidden pots and chips and the practice rounds are packed and um i think they were trying to you know put me off and, and say hey you don't need to practice as hard but guys are uh, Working their working their tail off out there, I'll tell you what.
0: All right, last one, last one before we let you go here. and you know what cause we're all such good friends now, and we're we're excited to try some weird beer. I'm not even gonna ask you about the breakaway tours. I'm not even gonna make you wander into that pool. We're all <laughs> good God. friends. I'm gonna end with Did a it? nice fun one. I have heard every year guys are guys are raving about how good the champions dinner is every year. oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, master chefs are cooking it up. It's gonna be amazing it felt like boys were really raving about Hideki's dinner this year. I'm not going to ask you if it was better than yours, but just how good was this <laughs> dinner Hideki served up at the champions Dinner for the masters this year. Cause it felt like it was five-star review after five-star review coming uh, from everybody who attended.
2: Oh yeah. I, I give it five stars as well. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I mean, the whole night was just amazing. I mean, we had, you know, kind of the tradition is everybody kind of mingles around and has a drink and we were up on the balcony and, up on the balcony, Hideki had this whole sushi spread out there to kind of start the, start the evening while we were kind of, you know, catching up with each other for an hour or so. And then we sat down and we had, you know, another amazing food, this black cod. We had Mm. this great Kobe steak and, and great sake. And, but the the highlight to me was just Hideki getting up and speaking in English because his English isn't very good. And he said it was the first time he's kind of spoken or given a talk in English. And, um, and then Gary Player got up and spoke in perfect Japanese, which kind of all blew us away. We were all looking at Gary and and I, we asked him after and he said, Well, he used to travel so much to Japan in his early days that he picked up a lot of Japanese and then once Hideki won he, he brushed up on it and uh you know it was phenomenal. He just he went on in Japanese for you know like thirty, forty seconds and then he'd pause and tell us in English what he said to Hideki and <laughs> That's it was incredible. really a great great yeah, it was a great tribute to uh see you know uh gary do that and uh there's just lots of great storytelling it seemed like it kind of loosened up this year It kind of um uh the, the the talking amongst guys and storytelling kind of loosened up so it was a really great dinner
0: oh mike that that is awesome uh i was expecting yeah the fish was good but uh hearing hearing that story <laughs> is uh, so much better an answer than i could have ever imagined uh please check out weir beer i know they got the uh release coming up uh, today uh on, on saturday uh th- this weekend here mike so happy thank you so much for taking the time today really really
2: appreciate it i enjoyed it guys pleasure real no problem, problem. Many appreciate
0: it thank you there he goes mike weir Oh man, what a treat that was Uh, talking to Mike. Weir. as always, the golf show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to uncommon performance in a Subaru with legendary symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive McKee. You know, we, we got a master's champ on, we want to hear some stories. We want to hear that. I, I have heard the Hideki part of that story Mm -hmm, before in terms of he got up and he gave a speech and it was very eloquent. And yeah, I've heard that before. I had never heard the part about Gary Player. Have to say, if you would have told me someone in that room started talking Japanese, that would have been my absolute first guess, to be perfectly honest. But, man, what a what a story.
1: Uh, Gary Player is, he's truly the Dos Equis guy. The most interesting man in the world. Because he's just...
0: <laughs> have you seen this? His, like, son got banned from Augusta for some stuff he did at, like, the ceremonial tee shot oh, two my... years ago. Like, in both directions. It's just always happening around him.
1: I have to say, um... That was a thrill. I. You know, Mike Weir is a huge part of my childhood. The Masters win. And listen, everybody always talks about the Masters win, but this guy had a sick career when it comes to the PGA Tour. Eight wins, yep. you said, right? Eight wins. He was, and he was right, uh, I always think of the Canadian Open and oh. DJ. Right well, it's there funny, so I had
0: a playoff question, I had a question about, because I think three of his eight wins came in playoffs, but I'm like, I can't bring up how great he was in playoffs without this turning into all three of us just crying. Oh, yeah. And
1: you mentioned playoffs. You're going to talk about the Leafs and him dropping the puck, and the then I'll really start crying because you know Leafs and playoffs doesn't go But no, that was really great, and I I loved him talking about that. And I I put him in. He's a classic Canadian guy because how uncomfortable was he when I was like, you're. Take credit for this. And he's like, yeah, I cannot, absolutely not. No, 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 I will not take an ounce of credit for anything. But it was great to hear him <laughs> talk about that. And I really like you trying to squeeze out some news of him being the President's Cup champion and, I'm uh, oh, sorry, the President's Cup uh, captain. For, is that Royal Montreal in 2024? Buddy, yeah. the boys' trips that weekend are going to get slippery.
0: Well, and I said this, I highly doubt it works out on the calendar, but there is an F1 race in Montreal oh as well. Like, if there's a world where that's remotely of the same time. And I will say this about Mike Weir one, didn't say no, didn't say he's not captain. He
1: definitely has. He, he is.
0: Like, why? Well, here's the answer, thing. It really that's feels the, like he is. That's the answer of a guy who's like, and I don't want to screw up being named the captain two years from now. Because it's uh, why wouldn't you? He's been yeah. a vice captain a million times, a major winner. He's so respected in the game. There's gonna be Canadians on the team almost certainly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh that was just that that was an incredible conversation. And honestly, the thing the thing about Weird 2 is it's just like you nailed it. He just hits the sweet spot for dudes our age, and we we gotta own who we are. Sometimes we're tiger guys to our core. Uh, quick little story about Weir. I have like a uh, one of those like um, uh, video picture frames that's constantly like flashing new pictures through. Wow. My wife has put a ton are of you? pictures of like our kids. You George up in Jetson?
1: It. What the hell? Well, is here's that? the thing.
0: But uh, but one of the pictures I have in there, it's nothing but like family pictures of my child. One of the pictures is of Tiger. Slipping the green jacket on Mike Weir. And every time it comes on, she just looks at me and goes, You're the worst. And I go, No, I'm not. I'm a Canadian golf guy.
1: There's few pictures that will make me almost cry than that one. Because it's such a treat to have a Canadian win the Masters. And one thing going back to that, just as an aside, when they, you know, during the pandemic when they showed all the historic rounds. Yep. And I loved that. I think they should do that the week leading up every year, even every if there year. is a Masters, because it's just there's so many great moments, and the putting display by Mike Weir in that tournament, and I'm watching it, knowing he wins, and I'm like, there's no way he wins, no, <laughs> like how there's no way he wins, it's like he's too bad, there's no way he wins, and poor old Len Matisse, God, that was not a good playoff hole for old Len Matisse, no, like, really wasn't. Hey, Weir's he earned it, but man. Matisse was not great that day. But no, just as an aside, I had to say that. But the picture of him and having it be Tiger slipping it on him, that's the thing. smile on his face, it's just that's one of the best Canadian sports pictures of all time. And it just brings chills to me every time I see it, Gunner.
0: Yeah. And now, now that we're talking about green jackets getting slipped on, it always makes me a little sad that it's Patrick Reed who put the green jacket on Tiger uh, the last time. I and know. he, do you remember what he did? As he's slipping it on, he went. Yeah, buddy. Just Patrick reading it up. And it's like, oh, he should have had God. his lips and shut for that moment. I could not believe it happened. Wow, why am I so mad about Tiger winning the Masters two years ago? Uh here's a little a take. Here's a little take for this weekend. Tiger Woods not winning the PGA championship. Uh Brent Gutting, Samba Key here. As always, golf show. Oh, so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. Sportsnet 590 The fan, find us wherever you get your pods. It's been the golf show here with Brent Gutting and Samba Key.